Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody and welcome in to another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast. <laughs> this is going to be an exciting episode because we have a very special guest joining us here in just a few minutes. I am back. You're welcome. <laughs> Not sorry. <laughs> Although he is here with us today. Welcome back. Gerald's here as well. And so is Espo. But coming up, we're going to have the one and only Frank Kaminsky calling in to join the show. I don't believe it till I see it. Um, I think Espo is the most oh. excited out of the entire world right now. How amazing would this be if I just pulled this massive troll <laughs> some other dude that shows up? Well, first of all, there would not be an angrier, and I do mean angrier person in the world than Lindsay. Yes. yes. Because then you have just wasted 30 minutes of show prep for no reason, yes. and then what do we do now? <laughs> oh, that would be so, so oh amazing. We should worst totally do that ever. one day. You should absolutely <laughs> not do that one day. So I the worst Rick roll. So we find some dude named Charles Barkley that isn't Charles Barkley. And we just... I would awesome. leave. Yeah, like, would. I would literally just get up and leave. <laughs> you figure it out. You that would be hilarious. It'd probably want to be, be one of our best interviews anyway. Uh, rude. Just, just, no, no, not because of that. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, because we would Jeez. just be flying random shit at some random dude named Charles. I mean, it would be kind of funny. I love Aaron. The title makes me want to unsubscribe. <laughs> I did refer to him as Sons Legend. So. I mean, I think that there are different ways that you can be a legend to people. I mean, and they, Frank is definitely a legend. If they, they referred to Tim Kempton as a legend, Frank at least scored some points for the Suns. Oh, so. damn. On a Wednesday. Espo, we're not at the Shady Rays ad oh, just oh, yet. Shit. Just wait a little Sorry, bit guys. of time. We're not Sorry. there yet. We're not there yet. Yeah. All right. Well, while we wait for Frank to it's call good in. Thing I'm wearing my bacon neck tea. <laughs> what? I said, it's a good thing I'm wearing my bacon neck tea because. Uh. <laughs> good Lord. Uh, we did get a few things uh, to note around the NBA. We officially got word on what the actual salary cap kind of looks like for mm -hmm. this upcoming season. And it's $3 million more than what I think we anticipated for that second apron. Which, listen, wow. it's not like a huge change, but it does add a little bit of wiggle room, right? I, I think Matt Ishby is really excited that there's an extra three billion. <laughs> that he's punched right through the second apron. He's you know, he's on his way to outer space. He's like, oh, good, an extra three billion. No, okay. We already passed that. 
it's still something. And it also could potentially speak to future revenue, which we talked about yesterday with new TV deals that maybe will give the Suns a little bit more wiggle room when trying to figure out what they're going to do money wise with this team throughout the next couple of years. Yeah. yeah, every little bit helps, but they're probably still. I'm trying right to be through. positive. I know, you I brats. know. It's, it, it helps. <laughs> hey, it enough of this. Yeah, yeah. We, because nobody, nobody cares Frank, about the salary Frank, cap Frank, right now. Frank, 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 everybody! That's the best intro I've ever had. Best intro I've ever had. Um, just so you know, that was my idea, and I have to pay each of them two dollars for doing it. I have to pay each of them two dollars for doing. It. I just want to put that out there. Uh, <laughs> Frank, they didn't believe that it was actually going to be you. They thought I had some other guy that was just going to show up. Oh, yeah, I don't know God. who else it could have been. <laughs> well, we do have a guy named Frank in our chat that we have suspected for over the last year that could potentially be you. So I'm just saying. It's not. I can, I can promise you it's not. <laughs> I mean, he's not in the chat right now, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, signs are pointing to that it might be me, but I, I promise you it's not. Sources <laughs> are just take my word for it. <laughs> Frank, we got to start here. It's an important question. I need to know. Were you aware of Kaminsky Cove as we were pushing that? Uh, not really. Um, a little <laughs> bit. I mean, for a while there, I got off of social media, like mm -hmm. for, for a pretty long time. I just like stopped. Twitter and everything all together. I don't know why. I just kind of did. And then when I started getting back on it a little bit here and there, that's when I started seeing the Kaminsky Cove stuff. <laughs> See, I love that he tried to save my ego there at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I saw it eventually. I heard about it here well, and there. Yeah. Well, Frank, before we get into the interview, we have a, an honor to bestow upon yes, you. Yes, we do. You, uh, you are officially going to be the first member of the PHNX Hall of Frame. We will be putting you into the into the Hall of Frame here. What it is, we've got a picture of the Kaminsky Cove. <laughs> We're going to put it on the bookcase between behind me. It'll be there in perpetuity or until the cleaning lady moves it. So here we go. This is the first induction. Hopefully, of the perpetuity Hall of Frame. lands. Hopefully, perpetuity lasts longer. Yay! <laughs> it's Welcome to the Hall of Frame, that's a, Frank. That's a great honor. I really appreciate it. <laughs> we honestly probably could that's, not that's, have that's picked that's a better person there. to start this way. <laughs> we really can't. We we spared no expense. We got the four by six, four by six, forty-four cent picture, and the two-dollar frame. But it's up there forever. I mean, Frank, let's be real. So. Like he's a legend <laughs> in Wisconsin. He's got his name up there. He'll go be up forever up there. And then just a slight bit below that. Mm -hmm. Is this great honor right here? I'm Let's sure. go. It's, it's up there with the rest of them. I, I wouldn't say it's even a slight bit below. Right at the top. Frank, how have you been? What are you up to these days? I'm good. Um, just been, uh, I'm Frank doing Frank things. Nothing's really changed over here. Um, I'm actually, I'm getting married in two weeks, two and a half weeks. So Congrats. yeah, thank you. Just been, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Frank, play I basketball here and there. Still, still try to play basketball every once in a while. Yes, I, I wanted to ask you about that because the last we saw of you, you were playing like your best basketball that we had seen mm -hmm. here in Phoenix, and then the injury happens. Can you take us through kind of what that process was like? Because I know a lot of people were 
disappointed for you with the way that that kind of just mm-hmm. ha- happened and then you were traded a little bit after that um yeah that was definitely not easy to go through um mm-hmm. i think i mean i always said it all along all i ever wanted to do is compete for championships like mm-hmm. in college i played my best basketball on like the biggest stages and that's mm-hmm. what that's what it's always been about for me like i just want to win and when I'm around winning, that's when like my best self as a player comes out. So coming off that finals run, especially during COVID and everything, you know, we only had like, what was it? Six or seven weeks until the next season started. <laughs> and I had gotten, it'd been like, you know, you lose the finals and you're like, okay, like I want to get back there. Like, so I went like extremely hard during that six, seven weeks, like right into training camp. And I really gave myself like no time off. Mm-hmm. And that's something that like kind of sits in the back of my mind. Cause you know, I had the stress fracture in my knee the first year I was in Phoenix. And they told me then like, there's a possibility that it could come back in the future. You just kind of got to be smarter about everything. And I definitely didn't listen. And, you know, I think it was the game after I had that 31 game, 31 point game against Portland. I don't remember who I think we played Memphis the next game. Mm-hmm. And I remember I played like almost the first half and at halftime I was feeling something in my knee. It just wasn't comfortable. Like it wasn't it wasn't like it was the first time around. I was just like this this can't be the same thing. Like that was like my thought in the back of my head like it can't it, it's not going to be the same thing. And then we got to I think it was Minnesota next. And I tried to stand up out of my bed in the morning and I just, that's when I just like knew it. It was like the same thing. Like I tried to play that night. Like I I think I played three minutes against Minnesota and I just came out of the game and I was like, I got to get this looked at. And it was just pretty much, it was the same thing. I had another stress fracture in my knee. I tried not to have surgery initially, Um, tried to like let it heal for six weeks. But after that, it was like, no, you just need the surgery. This isn't going to heal properly on its own. So you know, it was just a tough blow, like, but that's part of the nature of the business. Like you try to do everything you can. And sometimes your body just doesn't respond. Like it can't keep up with what you're physically trying to do. And then if you know me, like, you know, I always try to make the most of every situation. Like I don't, I don't enjoy like the time off the lifestyle. I just love playing and trying to compete. So, you know, I have no regrets about like not taking any time off or anything like that, but you know, there is some sort of thought in the back of my mind, like if I would have just let my body rest, uh, you know, taking things a little bit slower, who knows, but you know, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the things that, that is a result of this, that could be a positive is just, you know, your, your perspective on, on your future and things that maybe you would like to get into outside of basketball. What, what's, what's that been like and what things are you hoping to maybe get accomplished as you move forward? Um, you know, whether you play or not. Um, you know, I'm going to keep trying to play for as long as I can. Um, that's obviously goal number one. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel now like, you know, you don't know how bad, like, how much like it takes to get back to where you were until you kind of have to like go through it and do it. And it took me a long time for my knee to like get back to, to where I feel comfortable. And now like, now I feel as good or better than I did like beforehand because there's like no... Like, I have no restrictions. I don't even think about it anymore. It just, it is what it is. Like, I have, I had surgery. They fixed the problem. It's been addressed, and I don't have to think about it anymore. Um, so, and I tell my fiance 
like soon to be wife, all of this, like, it's hard for me to prepare for what's next, like while I'm doing what I'm doing. Like, it's always been hard for me to think forward. Like there's things I'm definitely interested in doing that I enjoy doing um, that I've like dabbled in a little bit. But, you know, as long as I'm playing, like I have to give 100% to basketball and there's no other way. Like I've never been able to do it. Like I've never been able to, you know, get into an off season and then just totally think about something else. That's just not, that's not me. So we'll just keep going with basketball for as long as I can. Um, You know, I know I'm healthy and I'm ready, so it'll be interesting. Well, podcasting isn't lucrative, but we can always, you know, let Saul go and get you in here if need be. Oh, wow. Damn. I mean, damn. Let Gerald go. All he does is right. Listen, I will say, I know this is far off because you're still in the middle of basketball, but we all very much enjoyed the videos out of lockdown from COVID round one at the very least. So if you want to become an influencer and make funny videos, we would all love that too. I, I had some more. I had some more that I never posted. Um, I don't know if I. I don't know if I ever will. Actually, like even the videos I did during COVID, they all got taken down for like copyright issues because of the songs I used in them and stuff. So I don't know. Being an influencer is too hard. You can worry about too many things. This is true. Uh, listen, Frank, we have a couple things uh, in the chat that I want to tell you about because everybody in our chat right now is freaking out that you are here with us. <laughs> And they're all sending you well wishes and talking about how they wish you were still on the Suns and all the things. But we have a couple super chats. Uh, so Frank, the Frank that we claimed could <laughs> potentially be you, showed up and sent us a super chat and said, Frank Kaminsky has the best outfit. Suck it, Espo. Damn. So the way I take this is it, it's definitely Frank Vogel then. All right. And then I we do have, have one some from- style. I have a little bit of style. Mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. You, you wearing that Western get up for the wedding? Is that what we're going with? Or I wish. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I was uh I wish I had a chance to get a little bit more crazy with my uh <laughs> my suit than I did. <laughs> All right. So DC sent us one and said Frank was stopping Giannis in the finals. Lots of people talking about what shoulda, coulda, woulda been mm-hmm. in that uh situation there. <laughs> And then we got one from Joe, and this is the first time Joe has ever sent us a super chat. Joe said, in 2020 slash 2021, Suns were 11-2 when Big Frank was in the starting lineup. They were 8-1 in all the games he played in 2021-2022. The man is a winner, all caps. Get Frank the Tank back to the valley. (laughs) How do you feel about super teams, Frank? (laughs) (laughs) They're pretty cool, I guess. For, for I didn't even know that. It's crazy what people track nowadays. It's yeah. like, yeah, we were eight and one with me in the lineup, but what is the final? What were they like sixty four and whatever? Like, <laughs> yeah, but you don't get to sixty four without those eight, Frank. I mean, come on, true, true. Yeah, could have been uh, one and eight. <laughs> I want to know. Tomorrow's the draft, but can you take us back? to when you were selected by, uh, you know, Michael Jordan and the Hornets there, what was your draft experience like? Um, it was good. Uh, the draft is like a, it's like a nerve wracking experience and the draft in like 2015, it's just so much different than it is now. It's like, I'm sure you guys know this. Like I can't even look on the Twitter screen on my phone, but like seven, and I'm sure you guys have done this. I don't really look, but like there's seven 
million trade ideas that are just being thrown around constantly. <laughs> like it wasn't back when I was in the draft, we worried about Woj leaking the picks way too early. And that was it. <laughs> like it's, it's kind of crazy how far it's gone. So, uh, you know, my experience was like pretty normal. I had, I got, I found out the night before that Charlotte, if I was there at nine, that they were going to draft me. Um, so I kind of, I kind of knew going into it that like, I'm going to be picked probably at number nine. And the only thing I was waiting to see is like, if any trades or anything like did actually happen. Um, but yeah, like I knew Charlotte liked me like all along, you know, going through the whole, uh, I didn't do the combine, but like draft workouts and visits with teams and interviews and all that stuff. So, um, it was good. You know, playing for MJ was awesome. That was a childhood dream of mine being a Chicago kid. So, um, you know, I had Michael Jordan posters everywhere. Space Jam was like my favorite movie. <laughs> yeah. um, my aunt, my aunt and uncle actually worked for the Bulls during that stuff uh, during the '90s when they were winning championships. So, like, my first memories of everything were Michael Jordan. So it was just really cool. It kind of came full circle for me. Do you have any good MJ stories? Um, I, I tell this one like kind of all the time, but uh, you know, right after I got drafted and went to Charlotte. Um, there's a little bit of a break before summer league. So I went back home to Chicago um, just to hang out, chill, relax. Um, and I was working out at my high school with a, a trainer of mine back home. And I kept getting a phone call from a Florida number. And I don't answer phone calls that I don't. I, I literally will never, even if I know who it is, it's like kind of out of principle. I don't answer the phone if I don't have the phone number saved in my phone. Um <laughs> uh, so I kept denying it and then it kept calling. So I was like, you know, this might be somebody I need to talk to. And I finally answered it and it was MJ. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I know I just denied your calls like three or four times in a row. I was actually just, I was like, ah, sorry. I was working out. Like my phone was off. Screening MJ's calls. That's, that's, that's a power move, right? What was it? Wait, what was his response? Did he, he was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I was in the gym. So <laughs> technically speaking, I didn't. It's it's like a fib. It's like a white right. lie. <laughs> That's there, there were rumors that the Suns were interested in you in that in that draft. Did you ever hear anything, or is that just kind of yeah. hearsay? So I worked out for the Suns. Um, it was a great workout. Um, had a great visit with the team. Like I knew they were picking number thirteen. You know, it was one of the places that I was really like trying to push to come to. Um, I just felt like it was a good situation for me. Like, obviously everyone made me feel really welcome. Like that's the thing about some of these NBA like visits and interviews. And when they have you there, it's like, you pretty much know from the beginning, whether they're interested or not in you, like mm -hmm. realistically. And I could tell from the beginning that Phoenix was really interested. So you feel really like confident coming out of those. You call your agent. You're like, yeah, they love me. They told me they love me. Like, I really like it here. You know, they got great people. But the thing was like, I didn't know my draft range that they gave me like for my agency was I could go anywhere from like five to like 20 something like 22 or something like that. So I'm just like, I don't know where I'm going. So it's just, it's just kind of waiting and seeing what happens. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of movement on trades, like I said. And, you know, once I got to Charlotte, they drafted me, but I knew, you know, my last year in Charlotte, it was kind of all over the place. And like, even then, you know, Phoenix was trying to trade for me that year up until the deadline. So I knew coming into that offseason that there was going to be a lot of interest. And then when Monty got the job, 
he uh, he called me and said, you know, we're looking to change things there. Um, we're looking for high character guys who can really play. And, you know, I want you to come down here and like be a part of what we're going to do. And I accepted it like almost immediately. Okay. So Espo said that you were going to spill the tea on the Phoenix Suns when you joined us for this interview. <laughs> so just some like maybe untold or uh, cool stories. Room. Yeah. That locker room from that, that, you, yeah. that you joined that first year was I mean, probably the most eclectic locker room in the league. Uh, you got to have something like some. some I mean, there were, there were some there were some characters definitely on our team. Um, the first year was just so. I mean, when you're trying to change the culture like we were trying to change, um, you know, that I mean, there are some like growing pains, mm -hmm. but like Monty did such a great job in the beginning with all of us that like from our first training camp in Flagstaff like we were really kind of all on the same page like you could see there was some bad habits like before I had gotten there like things that just like were allowed that should not have been allowed or that you know needed to be cleaned up but like we brought in guys like me Ricky um, you know Aaron Baines just like so so not like older guys but like guys who kind of just went about their business and did things the right way and that kind of like set the tone and then I think in the bubble was really where we all like it, like kind of all clicked. Mm -hmm. That's really what it felt like. I, it's hard to describe. Like in the bubble, everyone was just there wasn't anything else to do. So we were just all hanging out every day, you know, and in that time is when I started getting like closer with a lot of guys on the team because I never really spent that much time in the city that I played in, like in the off seasons in Charlotte, like I was either there working out or I was like gone back home in Chicago, like in Phoenix, I didn't want to leave. So we were all there just like working out every day, um, you know, kind of hanging out. And that's really in the bubble is where it like all kind of clicked and we all got close. You know, Mikhail really took off. Cam started playing really well. Cam Payne came in and started playing extremely well. And that kind of like set the tone for our group moving forward. And that was like, it was really cool to be a part of. Like, that's a really cool thing that I like look back on about my time in Phoenix that like really set the stage for what was going to happen for us. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that because that finals run for a lot of people, I mean, obviously the Suns haven't been back to that stage in the two years since then, but for a lot of people, it was coming out of the pandemic. It was the first sporting events they could go to. Can you describe what that playoff atmosphere was like for you as a player? Because even for me, that was my first time covering a playoff game and it just blew the doors off anything that I expected. So I can't imagine what it was like for you. It was, it was wild. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and say this too. Like my, this is like weird, but my favorite thing about like that COVID year was the way that the bench setup was. Yeah. Like we had so much space. Like I love that. Like I could just go I could go crazy like running around on the sidelines and like we all could. And that was like a part of it too. Like we were just going nuts on the sidelines during that whole playoff run. Like didn't listen to the rules. All of us were hanging like our masks around our chin so we could like <laughs> scream and yell, like moving around over there. It was fun. But like you could tell, you could like feel the energy, especially when we played in Phoenix of like the fans. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how long it had been since, you know, there was like a deep playoff run in Phoenix. Like I, I don't remember like what those were, but you know, the fans were just crazy and it was so much fun. Like it was the loudest, like I could tell, the first playoff game we played at home against the Lakers, I was like, okay, this is a little bit different than anything I've ever experienced. And it just like, and I thought like, yeah, it's the Lakers. Like maybe it's, 
you know, Lakers, Suns, like mm-hmm. Phoenix fans don't really like the Lakers. And then, no, like every round, it just got progressively like crazier and crazier and crazier. And I think the coolest thing was definitely, you know, getting back from the plane after we beat the Clippers and just having all the fans lined up in the streets. That was, I made Mikhail drive me home so I could like experience it. Like I sat out of Mikhail's, I sat out of Mikhail's sunroof just so like I could experience that. Cause I knew it's like, those kind of things are rare. Like you're not going to experience those very often. And I'm very much like, enjoy the moment type of person so i just wanted to enjoy that and it was did, that was that was one of the coolest things i've ever been a part of did you ever ask monty to draw up the valley oop for you at any point <laughs> yeah I, I used to say that all the time like in practices all the time like we do our three on oh like drills and stuff and i make everyone throw me alley oops because I, because then i quote i want I want lob threat to be put on my scouting report. <laughs> oh, I love awesome. that. <laughs> uh, my last question for you, Frank, before we have, we have a game. Hopefully you have time to play with us um, after time. we chat for a little bit, but just like your favorite memory or story about Devin Booker, because obviously he was instrumental in kind of starting the turnaround here in Phoenix. He's obviously one of the most loved sons What's what's a moment that stood out to you just about who Devin is? He uh, he definitely is the most loved and rightfully so he should be like it's I think sometimes he's even still underappreciated for really what he does. Like he's an insane basketball player. Like I've never seen a lot of a lot of the stuff he can do. I've never really seen it before. Um, you know, the first time. You know, I, I knocked out Devin's Kentucky team in the final four. Hey, we're not and... talking about the tournament today, there, Frank. Okay? I know we're not talking. I know we're, we're not, not talking, talking about, about it. But, how you um... beat my Wildcats twice, okay? <laughs> I know we're not talking about it, but when I signed the first time in Phoenix, I had to fly to Vegas to do my physical, meet everybody. I did a couple workouts with the team out there, and Book was down there, and you know, we went to the game. Um, you know, one of my former college teammates was playing for the Sun Summer League team at the time. So it was cool. Like we were down there hanging out. Um, and he had a like a sprinter van set up to go back to the hotel. And I was like meeting everybody for the first time. Like it was the first time I met Mikhail and like hung out with everybody. Um, and we get in the sprinter van and it's just like kind of wide open. And he hadn't really said much to me the whole time. And he just looks up and goes, you know, I'm still not over it. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> And I was like, okay, this dude's like, seriously, like, I know it's like a thing, but he is, he's definitely like an extremely competitive person. Like he wants to be the best. And that's like the kind of characteristic and quality trait you want out of the guy leading your franchise. Like he wants to like have his name up there with like all the greats and, you know, doing what he's doing and the things I've seen him do personally, like he's going to, when it's all said and done for him, like he's going to be up there. Like the way he can score the ball is like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, he does some things in games where I'm just like, nobody else can do that. Like you're the only one in the NBA that can do something like that. All right. You guys ready to play a game? Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Like this so, all hasn't been some kind of game already. So <laughs> Frank, uh, we are going to do a movie draft. Okay. It's going to be a snake draft and you are first in our I random. I did a random draft. 
generator thing. Random. So it's here's the random. order. I did. Cyril saw me do it. I did see Honestly, it. I will say this. When I do fantasy football drafts, it's like a running joke. I always get like a top two pick. I don't know why. <laughs> see? Like random generators on the internet and stuff like that. Much just must love the name Frank. Exactly. Okay. So we're going to draft movies and the order goes Frank, Espo, Gerald, Saul, Lindsay. So I know I put you on the spot with this one. So I'm going to let you think about movies real quick while I read just a few ads. Okay. So want to tell you guys about our friends over at BetMGM. Obviously, you know, we love our friends at BetMGM. It makes sports so much more fun. If you have not signed up for BetMGM yet, make sure you do and use that bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, just make sure you use that bonus code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Do you want a big, bright, beautiful sign right by your office like we have that says the University of Arizona? You should go to Saturday Neon and get one. Gross. (laughs) Gross. It's so awesome. And you can get a discount by using promo code PHNX. He already owns the Wildcats. Why does he need a sign? One thing you need to know about Espo is he's the ultimate sellout. He went to U of A and he just sold us out. Anyway. Uh, tell them the rest there. Go to SaturdayNeon.com. Use code PHNX for 10% off your order today and free shipping over orders of $200 or more. I hate you, Espo. Uh, it's all right. Frank's my best friend. I don't need you anymore. We are. We are best friends. Ha! Everybody's on video. Just uh, if you run into Jock Landell, don't tell him that time, all right? Frank, you literally just made Espo's life. Big, uh, big, tall, white guys love Espo. I don't know what it is. We look like the number 10 standing next to each other. That's why. I got nothing for that. <laughs> Let's reel this back into oh Smith. And we'll uh, tip off this uh, snake draft here. So, again, Frank, Espo, Gerald, Saul, Lindsay in that order. And we are drafting movies. Frank, you are on the clock. So this is just any movie all time. Literally Frank. any movie. <laughs> Jeez, you can, this is hard. You can take your favorites. You can pander to the audience because we will put this on Twitter for a vote. The people get to tell us who made, who picked the best draft here. Yes. So you can you can take any route you want. Gladiator. Okay. Right, Ooh, there we go. Okay. It, it, so it's me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Godfather. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to take this one because I know it's going to piss Espo off. Uh, the Dark Knight. Of course. God, damn. <laughs> we knew that was coming. Shawshank. Knew that Ooh, one was coming one. too. Okay, so I'm just going to go straight up with my favorite movies and I'm not pandering. I'm just, okay. they're going to be Very absolutely usual. ridiculous, but I'm doing it anyway. But I'll pick the ones that I think are maybe a little more popular first. So I'm going to go Pulp Fiction and then I'm going to go Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Oh, what? Hocus oh Pocus. God. It's a good wow. movie. Well, I'm going to draft a movie then that I really love, and it's going to be Willy Wonka. Oh, see? Willy Wonka. Okay. I get um, it. Well, I'm going to go off the beaten path as well then, 
and this is my favorite movie of all time. We're going V for Vendetta. Oh, that's a Gerald. That's a great pick. Love that movie. It's a great pick. <laughs> oh, so got the God. You know, I'm going back to the future. I'm going with a favorite of mine. Okay. Okay. Do you have to? Is are you? Do you have to pick a specific one? Because there's like what three or four. Back to the Future, the, the first one. Okay. Yeah. okay, just want to make sure. Frank, you're up again. I'll go Avengers: Infinity War. Good one. <laughs> and Forrest Gump. Forrest Ooh, Gump. Man, That's a solid. good one. Okay. Frank's got a stacked lineup so far. So far, so good. <laughs> Did. Back to me again? Yeah, uh, yeah Espo, that's uh, you. I am going to go Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Wow. Spider Did you see it? I've, I, I have seen it and I enjoyed <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I have seen it. <laughs> that didn't sound convincing. You paid You took mine in the dark night and I had to take one of yours. Oh, my Hold I on. love that. That's hilarious. It's we are going movie. to put this up to a vote. Are we vetoing this pick if no. he's never no. seen it? Leave no. it. Leave no. it. No. No. He's pandering. He's pandering. I love it. He um, said pandering was allowed and he's yeah. doing it. Uh, why did I feel like that? Yeah, but. That's hilarious. Okay, okay, fine. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> he's just like, yeah. He's out of control. I um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a comedy in there. I feel like we don't have a lot of comedy. I'm going to go okay. forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay. That's a good one. Good one. To me now? Yeah. Um which which one's the third the third one in the Star Wars trilogy? It's uh Revenge of the no Sith? No, 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 no. I'm sorry, the sixth one. Oh Darth Return Vader. of the Jedi? Return of the Jedi. Okay. Return of the Jedi. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go <clears throat> Oh brother, where art thou? Okay. And this is tough because I like both of these and I feel like one panders a little more. Pander. And the other is more me. Okay. So you think I should pander a little yes, more? Of course. I don't know if it I don't know if it will or not, but then I'll go blow. Yeah, oh. I don't think that pander. No, I, I feel like that had a cult following at one point. In I time. think that's I think that's a really good movie. I liked it. I, well, just I think it's a don't, I just don't know how much everyone else loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so should yeah. I pick can I pick the other one though? No, no. Okay. You already picked. Yeah, you went to the podium and you submitted yeah, it. That's it. Fine. You turned in the card. I guess yeah. I should have just asked they for the, They played the jingle and everything already. It's yeah, over. it's already done. It's already on the screen. Uh, I'm going to take White Man Can't Jump. Oh, okay. I love that movie. Gerald was going to have that. I might have. Um, the new one, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Jack Harlow no. feature. Um, I'm going to go Empire Strikes Back. Okay. I'm going to go with a cultured pick here. Uh, oh, I know that's surprising. What's, what's this is? Life is beautiful. It was the okay, yeah. one of the only movies I've ever cried at. It was okay. a oh, fantastic Bear, film. Yes. Yep. Good stuff. Frank, what you got? I'll go Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Okay. I mean, if you don't love that movie, just I don't <laughs> Frank, know what to talk say. To him. That's, talk to him, that's Frank. Like, I don't know what to say. It's the only. Like third movie that's ever won Best Picture, but yeah, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> there's so many I could go here. This is tough. Um, especially with only five. Yep. We can add six if you want. I don't care. <laughs> we get to make the rules. I'll go with Inception. Okay. okay. Oh, good. Pick. It's got a pretty good lineup there. Okay. 
I'm going to go with seven because it gave me my favorite line to scream, <laughs> what in the box? Yeah. <laughs> it's a great movie, too. It is. It's a fantastic flick. Mm, I don't, yeah. I've honestly never seen it. You, you got to watch, watch it. it. Oh, it's very good. Okay. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with another comedy. I'm going to go with Dumb and Dumber. Okay. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to lose this anyway because I lose every freaking draft. So <laughs> you do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take uh, a movie I really like, and it's a scary movie, and I don't like scary movies. Get out. Okay. okay. That's yeah. a good movie, though. Great movie. And it still holds up. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this is my... Are we, is, are we doing five or are we doing six? I'm, we can do five. six. We're going to do six. six. (laughs) Then I'm going to do Edward Scissorhands. Okay. Oh, ew. And (laughs) excuse me, (laughs) what was that? (laughs) (laughs) What, Frank? I thought thought Hocus Pocus was a bad pick until you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Frank is my favorite guest of all time. Just wait, just wait until you hear my last pick. Oh no, son-in-law. Oh my oh, god! It is terrible. You just took a Polly Shore movie. Is my absolute favorite oh, movie oh of god. all time. Not Tyler even the PJ. best Polly Shore. The amount of lines <laughs> that you get out of Son in Law, and every time you watch it, it puts you in a better mood. Oh my it just, gosh! It, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. IMDb just threw up. <laughs> oh my god! Also, Hocus Pocus. Holds up every Halloween. No, Everyone it. rewatches it. It is an awful, it's, awful movie. No, it's not. It's rough. Haters? She's still gonna win. We all know that. I know. She always wins. No, I, if, she wins if she wins this one, like it's it's erroneous on all accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely erroneous. All right, Saul, so, so you're back up. Oh shit, it's me again. Yeah. Um, oh Jesus. Yeah, I, I don't. I have no idea. You are uh, prepared. You know what? I'm going to take Toy Story. I'm going to pander. Okay. okay, Toy Story, not bad. Um, I see. I love Return of the King, but I got to get a Lord of the Rings one in there as well. So I'm going to go with the Two Towers. There we go. Lord of the Rings. What did you say? The Two Towers. The Two, two towers. towers. Okay. I, I feel like we we need some classic films in this, and I'm going to take Psycho. Okay. okay. Opening scene in downtown Phoenix, too. That's true. Uh, <laughs> he showed the Westward Ho. They did. Yeah. All right, Frank, your last pick. I could, I could go so many different directions in this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a good one from Brian. <laughs> Only because this one has like a personal, I just love this movie. It's like, and it single-handedly ended the Cold War. I'm going to go with Rocky Four. Okay. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, to be fair, I legit had an argument with somebody the other day saying that Rocky Four to me, was the best of the Rockies. Mm. Obviously, it's the, Rocky, it's the best. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it was the best. Rocky won, won the awards, Rock- but Rocky Four was, the best. was just – Popcorn at yeah. its best. Rocky, right. Rocky. put on that soundtrack and yes. go do a workout and tell me you don't just go absolutely nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here. Oh no, you're you have six. Do right? I have six? Yeah, yeah. Have six. I didn't. I couldn't yeah. remember. All right. Yeah, yeah. We all have, we have six. Right. Good. Six or seven. I can't count. Six, what do you want? So, okay, so here's what we got. 
Frank drafted Gladiator, Avengers Infinity War, Forrest Gump, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, Inception, and Rocky IV. Espo drafted The Godfather, Back to the Future, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which he hasn't seen. (laughs) Uh, Life is Beautiful, Seven, and Psycho. Gerald drafted Dark Knight, V for Vendetta, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Empire Strikes Back, Dumb and Dumber, and Two Towers. Saul drafted Shawshank, Willy Wonka, Return of the Jedi, White Men Can't Jump, Get Out, and Toy Story. And I drafted Pulp Fiction, Hocus Pocus, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, Blow, Edward Scissorhands, and Son-in-Law. And we got one of our best super chats of the day from Brian, who said, with her picks, we know why Lindsay sleeps a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Brian. (laughs) Like, yours reads like if The Onion put out their top six movies of all time. Listen. I mean, <laughs> Hocus Pocus is a movie you can watch one time a year. <laughs> but you watch it every single year. Do you guys watch all these movies every single year? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, y'all got a lot of time on your hands, apparently. Oh, man. I watch I watch these. I don't need a time period to watch any of my movies. If they're on, you can better believe I'm watching them. <laughs> Same. Same, though. <laughs> Like if you put Hocus think, Pocus on right now, I'm watching it. So t- you're telling me you're telling me Christmas Eve rolls around and you flip on the TV <laughs> late at night, and you see Hocus Pocus is on. You're turning it on and watching the movie. Yes. Oh my God. That's, no, no, because everybody no. knows the only film you can watch on Christmas Eve is Die Hard. Oh God. Here we go. Let's not even go down that rabbit hole. I don't know. He makes a good um, point. Listen. <laughs> We've got a good mix in here. Some people say Gerald. A lot of people are saying Gerald's going to win. Some people are saying Espo's going to win. Uh, Saul, definitely not me and you. Frank, <laughs> you do have the celebrity pool here. Yes. So This is true. I will hey, say. Once we put it on I, Twitter, he's going to run away with it, I think. Totally. <laughs> I, think, I think I won because I picked them. So, <laughs> my favorite movies. Right. Look. <laughs> You you might be number three in the poll, but you're number one in our hearts if that matters to you. <laughs> that's that's amazing. I'm on the Hall of Frame. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Look, he even remembered what the name of the stupid bit I did was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, we will put this on Twitter and we'll leave it up there for you guys to uh have your voices heard. Mm-hmm. Let us know how you feel, because we uh we know you definitely will. Frank, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much for coming through. This has been a blast. Thank you for having me. If you ever come back into town, yes, we'll have you in the studio. Always an open invitation. Only if I get a little reserve Kaminsky Cove area somewhere around there. I will build one for you right now in the studio. (laughs) Please. Please. Uh, Put like a love sack or something on there and then call it good. You got it. Uh, good luck with the wedding. I'll see you at the bachelor party. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you, guys. I Thanks, Frank. Frank. Bye, Frank. See you later. That was awesome. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that, that did not disappoint. No. no that was the perfect, like, middle of the week pick me up kind of episode you know what i mean all right but it's not over yet y'all we do have some more stuff for you to close out the show but first our friends over at illegal pete's if you are looking for a great place to grab lunch or dinner illegal pete's is that spot for you and illegal pete's also has a lot of really cool specials going on throughout the week you can start your week off with margarita monday at illegal pete's exclusive to arizona locations 
They have $3 margs all day, every Monday. Nothing brightens up that Monday mood more than soaking up the sun with a few margaritas. And of course, you cannot forget about Taco Tuesdays. $2 tacos all day, every Tuesday. So you can pick and enjoy your favorites, whether it's chicken, pork, veggie tacos, they're all just two bucks. So swing by and start your week off the right way at Illegal Pete's. And Espo, here is now where we're going to talk about Shady Race. So you can throw shade at whomever you so choose to. I, ha- I have no shade left in my heart. That was everything I could have asked for. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that was like, not. I'm not throwing shade. I'm being genuine here. That was probably one of the best moments for you. Yeah. Oh, it was. Like, not I only mean, did Frank come friends. in, he right. said you were best I friends mean, on yeah, camera. Right. Yeah. Like, have you to, have that proof evidence. for the rest of your life. Like, and the, all the shade we needed was everything he threw at you. So <laughs> I mean, it was, listen, I, we don't get a lot of opportunities because Lindsay is a sweetheart, uh, but it kind of made our day. Well, a little bit. Just you a little know. bit. For somebody else to kind of, you know, give her a little bit of the jab here and there. It's awesome. <laughs> to be fair, I did ask Frank to do a lot of things when we were at the Suns together, so it's only fair that he got to throw a little <laughs> you shade my way. that resentment this whole time. <laughs> I, remember. <laughs> I remember those video shoots, Lindsay. You know, the, ne- uh, the next time Jock comes on, I'm playing the video of Frank saying I'm his best friend. Oh, you're going to straight start Jock, a war? Oh, Jock just won't admit it, and okay. now, uh, you know, he's okay. lost. So. All right. Well, back to Shady Rays exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use that code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. We did have one more super chat come through. Um, It was from Lawrence, but there was no words attached to the super chat. There's no words. So, Lawrence. (laughs) 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 Dr. King said. Oh, wait, wait, we have one. Hold on. It says, Saul, you failed to mention your star cameo role on Blippi during your time with the D-backs. Your face is destined for the big screen. There we go. Thanks, Lauren. We got to look into that. Oh, you haven't seen seen that? Oh, my God. God. It's literally is every single person that has a little kid. And I'm sure Jacob. He, he just had a baby a little while ago. When they get to the point where they start watching Blippi and cartoons, mm. I will come across their screen <laughs> and they will be like, what the hell? What's going on? Like, I get messages all the time for that. It's the stupidest thing. Oh, I can't wait to see this now. So I'm here in your kids' lives. You're welcome. That, that oh, literally no. is the most terrifying comment that's ever been made on this so bad. <laughs> hey, 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 Doc, it's gotta be the role model here. Might as well be me. <laughs> is that how this goes? Uh, uh, they may as well be you. Why, why not? <laughs> why not us? <laughs> Anything is possible. <laughs> I mean, why not us? Unreal. This show has been off the rails since word one. That's crazy. Well, don't worry because this next segment is legitimate. Basketball talk. We are now going to be joined by Ben Pfeiffer, an NBA draft analyst. He stopped by earlier today to give us a little bit of a primer for tomorrow's draft. Ben Pfeiffer joins the show now. He's an NBA draft analyst. Ben, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm good. I am very excited for the draft. It is like Christmas for us. Um, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk about some second round picks because I feel like most (laughs) 
people focus on all the top picks. So yes, and as Suns fans, that's kind of like the area we need to be focused on. So this <laughs> yeah. is awesome. What is the first round? <laughs> I, I do not know what this is. Yeah. So what should Suns fans know about this draft class? I keep hearing that it's really deep. There's a lot of three and D wing players to keep an eye out for. What should we know? Um, in my view, um, after around like 50 ish, it, the, the draft kind of falls off pretty hard, um, (laughs) (laughs) but that means, but the thing is that there are almost certainly going to be players that I like, or that people like that fall to that range that aren't. So there's going to be some good options, um, for the Suns. There are a good amount of like kind of different flavors of, of wing players. So. I think the Suns, whether or not they want like a scorer or a shooter or someone more defense oriented, they'll probably be someone there. There's a lot of really interesting mid-major like upside players that don't really get talked about very much. Um, you know, like these smaller school guys that tend to go under the radar and, you know, some of them find their way into the league. Um, we see the Heat do this all the time, you know, and, and such. But that's that's kind of how the second round, I think, is going to shake out. Well, I was going to save this question for last, but since you brought it up, who are some of the maybe second round players that could fall to the Suns as of right now? As far as we know, they have the 52nd pick after the Bradley Beal trade still. So who are some players that you think might maybe fall that far or be available in that range? That would make yeah, sense. Just thinking about some of like the best case scenario options. I think Jordan Walsh from Arkansas mm-hmm. would be a really great option for them as someone who I've seen like consistently mocked in like the 40s which means you know plausibly could slip a couple more picks Um, not an offensive player at all but you the Suns do not need anyone (laughs) they pick at this point to play offense just a really stellar defensive wing prospect 6'9 with great length movement skills Um, as like one of the youngest players in this in this draft class was an elite defensive guy at Arkansas with his ability to defend the ball and to like defend off ball as well. So that would be a really, really excellent fall if if they could get someone like that to maybe slip all the way down the board. Um, another interesting option, I think that's probably going to be talked about a lot for a lot of these teams is Seth Lundy, um, mm. who is a second, like a Penn State wing who, again, you know, if he plausible that someone mocked in the forties or that range falls to this pick, um, he's more of your traditional three and D wing. Um, really lit up the combine in late season with his incredible shot making. A guy at six five six six who can hit all types of shots off the dribble, off of movement, and is also really strong as well and has a little bit of a driving game too. And that strength I think helps him on defense as well. Um, just like a potential low usage role player at the wing, which I feel like is exactly what the Suns would be looking for at, at that point. Just like to try to squeeze all they can out of whatever like rookie contracts they can. They can there, do. there's been some rumbling about Amani Bates and, and kind of the Phoenix Suns at this point at 52. Do you think he would be a guy to potentially look at and take a chance even with some of the question marks about him? I think at like in this range, this is like the range where I would have him. Um, I think the, despite all of the problems, like the shot making talent at that size is pretty undeniable. Um, despite all of his other problems with defense and playmaking and his production and stuff. I feel like the Suns probably wouldn't go that way just because Amani is 
another guy who is best or like it seems like he's going to be most useful as like a guy who can have the ball and you know shoot pull up threes and the Suns don't exactly have possessions to to give to him (laughs) um maybe if they think they can work on his defense or his you know other skills that he could be a really good like just off a shooter for them and yeah I mean at that range like in the 50s if you think there's someone with that kind of upside there you I think it's definitely never a bad idea to just go for that kind of that kind of player now there are a lot of teams in the draft that have you know two three picks um, and so if you're a team like the Suns that's maybe looking that doesn't have a lot to offer in a trade, but might be looking for something like, hey, we can buy our way into the second round. Are there any teams that kind of jump in your mind is like, OK, maybe this team is not going to use two second rounders or use. Yeah. Both. Their so picks? off of my head, I know the Hornets and the Pacers have a lot of and the, the Pacers just traded. It just did a trade. So maybe not the Pacers, but mm-hmm. the Hornets have like three second round picks, mm-hmm. I believe, um, or like or like and then like a late first as well. So that could definitely be a team that could look to move down. That's the main one that I think are the Hornets just have so many picks mm. and they're in trade rumors and they already have a lot of like young prospects on the, on their team that they're trying to develop. So they probably don't want to like carry so many more rookies. And mm. it's also a pretty weak international class outside of, you know, the, the top obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there aren't really a ton of like good draft and stash options that they could go with either. So I could definitely see a team like Charlotte be willing to like sell a second round pick to a team like Phoenix or someone looking to get into that like mid, like early second range. And just to cover our bases here, because you never know what trade might happen. Obviously, DeAndre Ayton, there's a lot of potential options that that could go. So if the Suns do find a way to trade their way into the late first round somewhere around there. Are there any guys that jump out as you as, OK, yeah, this is a guy that the Suns could probably use. Yeah, I think there are a lot more like useful options at that point um, in terms of players that could actually like contribute. Mm-hmm. A couple good options. Um, Andre Jackson out of UConn would, would probably be like best case scenario. Um, he's probably like the worst shooter and scorer in the draft, but that really does not matter for the Suns <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he is like an elite playmaker, elite in transition, has high-end athletic tools in terms of speed and vertical and balance, and he's been a great on- and off-ball defender. Just like a perfect, connective, like, team player, kind of, who makes great decisions, takes care of the ball, is always cutting and moving. That is, like, the exact kind of player that fits well next to ball-dominant shot-making stars, which the Suns have a lot of. So that would be, I think, really, really ideal. Um, Ben Shepard out of Belmont would also be pretty ideal as another one of these like three and and D-ish wings who's probably a little higher quality than the ones you're going to get like Lundy or them in late second round who along with the versatile shot making that he's shown on and off the ball he's a pretty good driver as well with a quick first step and is a really active you know team defender as well and his general athleticism and you know lateral quickness and stuff helps him a lot to, to add on defense so that's just another like wingish type player that could be a really really useful get for them. And I also want to mention Bryce Sensabaugh since he's a guy who it might be just like a medical red flag mm-hmm. with him, like because he didn't get like a green room invite. Despite I feel like most people have him as like a like a top twenty at least guy, which I certainly think that 
Um, mm-hmm. Just like a ridiculous score shooter shot maker with weaknesses in terms of defense and, and passing and such. But that could be a situation where like you get to the early second round and it's like kind of a talent that is too good to pass up on as well. So those are just a couple options off the top of my head that I think could be good in that like trade up range. I have one nonsense question for you. <laughs> oh, is for Michael sure. Jordan really going to to not take Scoot Henderson? Is he going to find a way in his final draft <laughs> to really mess it up for Charlotte? Well, I th- I saw there was the report this morning, like that was like, yeah, Michael Jordan is, um, you know, Michael Jordan ultimately will have the last say. It's like, yeah, really, really great way to put a vote of confidence in your pick when you're. <laughs> <laughs> when you're already prepping to blame it on the on the owner who's leaving <laughs> um i don't i don't know i mean I, I, like we saw this kind of smoke with jabari smith potentially going number one last year and it didn't actually happen but i i mean i certainly like like I, brandon miller is a good player and a good prospect but scoot is on a different tier i think most people um in the industry like most you know good smart draft people generally tend to think that way that scoot with his you know incredible production at the age and his athletic tools and his passing and his shooting upside just it would be the pick um i don't know i mean i wouldn't put it past michael jordan to make an ill-advised decision <laughs> can can um, i give you can i give you my tinfoil hat theory on oh this boy. sure michael jordan is is only spreading this mis- misinformation to help out portland who he feels bad about uh, not not having gotten him at number two, so they can get a better trade, thinking that Scoot Henderson's going to be available. Look, I mean, follow yeah. the dots. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> we'll go with that. I, right. I, you know, I, I can't argue with that. I, I don't have any. That's that's what makes the NBA draft so exciting, right? Ben, thank you so much for joining us in your time. Where can our viewers follow you? Do you want to plug anything right now? Yeah, um, just. My Twitter at BJPF underscore is where all my content is. I've been doing a bunch of YouTube videos on different draft topics, sleepers or whatever as well as just follow my Twitter for any other content that'll be on there. Yeah. Awesome. That is at BJPF. Of course. So one more time, that's at BJPF underscore on Twitter. So make sure you guys all give him a follow. And like that, Solve reappears. Shout out to Ben for joining us on the show as well. Uh, guys, I'm not going to lie. The whole time that we played that pre-recorded interview for you guys, we were still arguing about our picks in this movie uh, draft. Well, hold on. <laughs> and by you... arguing, I mean everyone else in the PHNX offices came over to shit on my list. No, 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 no. It's a bad list. You, you are just a bad list. said, I'm not allowed. I, I know most of the stuff we talk about off air stays off air. Uh-huh. That's the rule. But I am not letting this stand. <laughs> you said Polly Shore was one of the greatest <laughs> actors of our time. <laughs> No, ma'am. No. I was definitely exaggerating. Well, I for didn't sure. sound like it. It sounded no. like you said it from the chest with conviction. <laughs> yeah, because I was knew it would get a rise out of you guys. But it I stand did. by the idea that Polly Shore movies back in the day, like Encino Man and Biodome and Son in Law, were fantastic. They were just one of those feel good movies you could put on and it would make you giggle. My brain hurts. That's wild. I stand by. I stand by my picks. And I stand by Polly Shore movies. Even Brendan Fraser would admit it's Encino Man sucked. <laughs> Bro, I watched Encino Man like last month and it's it's still funny. God. 
It's still funny, and the outfits are fantastic. I mean, they're throwing that out there. They're good. They're good fodder on the weekend when there's nothing else on. Sure, but like, I wouldn't have picked them as one of my top five (laughs) of all time. I love Son in Law. (laughs) Like, I think you're underestimating how much joy that movie brings me. Remember when you asked me before the show, should I like lean more towards my actual favorite picks or should I play to the crowd? And I told her, I told her, I tried to warn her. I said, play to the crowd. But Hold she on. leaned full into her You picks. said lean into your yeah. shenanigans. I yeah. said, for the most part, play to the crowd, lean in for a couple. Well, we, we are going to own this. Le- she leaned in and fell over. In <laughs> August, we're going to do a son-in-law watch-along. We should. No. We'll all start the yes. movie at the same time, oh, and we will comment on it, it along with Lindsay. Why are Let's you punishing me for this? Because Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay brought this upon all of us. I mean, to be fair, we should all have a movie that we all have to do a watch-along with. <laughs> I'm down. Can we put right, a time we limit that. of an hour and 45 minutes no. on it, though? Because I'm not no. trying to watch a 17-hour yeah. Lord of the Rings yeah, no. movie. What, no what, what, what happens is when Gerald makes his pick, we get two for every Gerald one because his shit's like four hours long. I know. Gerald's going to be like, the Lord of the Rings movies are three, and I would never pick that because you guys Do you don't have the attention span for it. Do you know how long three hours is? Oh my God, three and I hours. just said I would never pick it because you guys don't have the attention spans for it. Gerald's going to be Gandalf like, Gandalf did this. Ken Burns baseball. Gandalf did this. <laughs> Listen, I will... You picked a movie you haven't even seen, so I don't want to hear it out of this it's end of the... pandering. <laughs> out of the panel. Listen, Gerald, I watched all of the Lord of the Rings movies and I thought they were fine. I enjoyed them while I was watching them. But because of the sheer amount of time it takes to watch them, I would never do it again. That's crazy. So can I <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Jan that's Paul bad. Edward in the in the chat says anyone list major pain. I mean that's a good as, movie. as a former drill sergeant, how accurate is major pain? Oh. Is it a good depiction? Uh, is, how do we feel? It is probably one of my top one hundred movies. <laughs> All right. I love good. it. Good to know. That's his soul with his little, Based his life little off of. just kicking. kicking. <laughs> <laughs> What's your major malfunction? <laughs> Oh man, I love that movie. That is that's a funny movie. I will give you that one for sure. He said, right. Bubba, I ain't got no legs. <laughs> what? Well, here's the deal. I think you should grab some popcorn. I think you should grab some four peaks beer and you should have a movie night and pick one of the movies that you haven't seen off of this list. Unless you are a crazy person and have seen them all, then pick your favorite and watch that one. But make sure you grab some Four Peaks on your way home from work today. And also, make sure you head over to fourpeaksforteachers.org. We've been telling you guys about this for the last couple of weeks, but Four Peaks is doing some really cool stuff for teachers. They are giving away 11 $1,000 cash grants, and one lucky teacher will win a teacher's lounge renovation provided by Four Peaks. We all, I think, can collectively agree that teachers deserve a little extra love, especially during the summer. And this is a great way for them to get that. You can nominate a teacher again at fourpeaks4teachers.org. Just make sure you do it sooner rather than later because nominations are due by June 30th. And make sure you check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. And we ask that you drink responsibly. Any final thoughts before we say goodbye? One of the best episodes we've ever done. (laughs) Tomorrow is going to be fun uh, because I do, I don't know. There's something about tomorrow that makes me feel like there are going to be moves that the Suns will make. I don't know how many. I don't know if there'll be, you know, the kind of banger moves that everybody's hoping for and like trading DA. But I do feel like they will make a move or two to try and, you know, either get into the draft uh, at 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 a higher pick. I know they want to, uh, but if they can, 
or can't is debatable. So I, I'm I'm really excited for tomorrow as opposed to last year at this time. I was like, oh, oh, you, James Jones basically said, fuck them yeah. dicks. To to borrow a phrase from the 90s, I really hope whatever make, move they make is the bomb, you know? <laughs> um, I hope it blows up tomorrow. <laughs> I really do. Light that fuse and let's get moving, let's baby. Let's go, baby. Tomorrow is going to look hey, a little bit different. Draft ain't for everybody. <laughs> Tomorrow is going to look a little bit different from a show perspective. We will not be live at 3 p.m. Instead, we will be live at 5 p.m. And we're going to do like a four-ish some odd hour long watch along. Because the, the draft, draft takes time, people. It does. And so we want you to come hang out with us. You can pop in at five. You can come in and out. You can hang out for the whole entire thing. But we're going to be live. We're going to be talking about what's happening in the draft. Of course, we're going to be having some fun. Uh, so and if anything does end up happening trade wise, we will be there to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So plan for that. 5 p.m. tomorrow. We'll be there to talk. About we it. will. <laughs> we're, we're here. We're going to be there. So come hang out with us. Until we see you tomorrow, you can follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Just Gerald Gorgay. And of course, you can follow <laughs> Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Y'all heard Frank say it. I'm his best friend. But if any of you tell Jock, hey, yo, you're dead to me. Ahoy, hoy. Megas in control, and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX, though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. I'll always wreck the family.